a.m. in New York, 2 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 7 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com, and I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. She had been the PTA president for three years running, so the head of the Parent Teachers Association. She was sitting across from me in my office, arms resting in this upholstered chair, and I could see it in her face. She was tired, (laughs) overworked, underappreciated, and if I'm completely honest, bitter. Resentment had been building up over the years. She'd been working her ass off to create amazing events for the school. And to be honest, she was facing resistance every step of the way. None of people helped out. People like me who were crappy about baking brownies <laughs> only said yes in the last minute. She was really honestly the first one at every event and the last one to leave. The school said that they appreciated it, but to her, it felt more like a given than a gift. She was the bitter PTA president. So I asked her whether she wanted to volunteer, really wanted to volunteer that much for the school. She was quiet for a second, and she said, well, if I don't, who will? I said, I asked if you wanted to volunteer that much for the school. She looked at me. She said, no, actually, (laughs) I just feel like I have to. Now, this might feel familiar. Uh, First of all, I've had several clients who are PTA presidents, so I've seen a trend. But maybe you're not the president of the Parent Teacher Association, but you have given too much. You may work too hard. Or you might do a disproportionate amount of household work. You might be the only one who is showing up at the office at 6.30 in the morning. Or you might be the only one who's getting up in the middle of the night to rock the baby to sleep. Maybe you're that business owner who bends over backwards for your clients, but you're still not making enough money. Or you're the one who's doing all the planning for the family vacation, but gets no input from anyone else. So what do all of these things have in common? You make amazing things happen, but you're exhausted and you're starting to get resentful. No one wants to be the bitter, overworked PTA president. Right? When I say that, I mean any of you, parents, friends, class representatives, entrepreneurs, 
dedicated employees, any one of us out there that are doing things in service of others. All right, you're listening right now. And I know there are some of you who are going, bingo, that's me, right? So I want to share with you a few of the signs to see if you have what I call BPTAP, the bitter PTA president syndrome. (laughs) If you're on the fence and you don't know if you are susceptible to this, regardless of what you do, here are the first signs that you've got BPTAP, the bitter PTA president syndrome. Number one, you are doing the majority of the work, even though there are others that should or could be helping you. Two, you say yes to things when you really want to say no. Three, you give up things that you would like to do for things you feel like you should do. Like you really want to go for a run in the afternoon, but instead what you're doing is running around town trying to track down that one thing that someone needs. Four, you spend far more time on tasks for others than you wanted to. Five, you're filling your time, but you still feel empty. And six, you're starting to feel resentful when you give when it used to feel good. All of these are signs that trouble is on the way. (laughs) But before I tell you how you can stop that in its tracks, I have something important to say. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your selfless service. Thank you for your contributions to the community, to the school, to the clients you serve. I know that I personally have benefited from the selfless service of others over and over again. So thank you for showing up and giving. And I have a hunch that you started doing all of this from that spirit of contributing of adding value, of supporting what's important to you, whether it's your school, your clients, your company, your family. But the reason why I don't want you to continue to do that, what you've been doing, is because it's not sustainable. It puts your health and potentially your relationships and your happiness at risk. Okay, so everything I say here today, of course, is playful but it's also said from love. All right. So let's talk about how you can do that, how you can serve, but not be bitter or overworked. Okay. Here's the recipe on how to stop the BP tap syndrome in its tracks. The first thing you want to do is take this multiple choice test. When you think about your role, whether, I don't know, if you're the class representative, you've taken a new leadership position, or you are actually the PTA president, I want you to think about the choices that you have. Is it A, love it, B, leave it, or C, change it? Which one feels right? 
Are you ready to love it? What do you have to do in your head and your heart to love it? Is it time that you leave it? Has this time come to an end? Or what can you do to change it? You want to stick with it, but something has to change. First step is just take the multiple choice test, A, B, or C, love it, leave it, or change it for you to listen carefully to yourself what's right for you. Okay, there's no judgment whether you stick around, you take off, or you make changes. It just has to be right for you. Okay, now here comes a little truth bomb. <laughs> there could Something that I see with my clients and said with love and said also with recognition that I have been guilty of this. Part of the reason we get ourselves into this mess is because we are shitty with boundaries. So step two in getting over the BP tap syndrome, this bitter PTA president syndrome, is to get good at boundaries. And Boundaries in principle are super simple. It starts with an N and ends with a no, right? So you just say no. As Anne Lamott says, no is a complete sentence. But boundaries are things that people shy away from, right? Like if I say no, I'm going to hurt someone's feelings or they're going to be disappointed. Like we're all up in everybody else's business and we're forgetting about our own business, Right? And Doreen Virtue says boundaries are part of self-care. They're healthy, normal, and necessary. Right? So remember that when you resist that. This is taking care of you. So here's an example that I saw with my client. She happened to be the PTA president. <laughs> But what we talked about is, you know, this multiple choice test, love it, leave it, or change it. And she decided it was time for her to leave it. And the, she really hesitated to do that because she knew people were counting on her. And in our session together, we had a conversation about, well, what would what do you want to do? What, what would you like to do more of? And we found out that two of the things that she wanted to make more time of, my, more time for, is meditation and exercise. But if she's so damn busy being the T PTA president, she can't fit in more in her schedule. So saying no to this responsibility would be a way to say yes to what she's been craving. And that's taking care of her health through more exercise, and through meditation. And by exercising and meditating, she becomes a more present spouse, a better parent. She invests in adding years to her life and happiness. So in, this was her decision where she said yes to self-care and said it was time to pass the baton, right? Again, there's no judgment what you decide to do or what your thing is, whether whatever the role that you're grappling with or whatever thing that you're doing too much of, right? It's about getting really clear. 
are you doing it in a way that helps you feel like you're taking care of yourself? And like I said, I have fallen prey to this as well. I remember <clears throat> I was also stuck in a dilemma where there were things I wanted to do and then I was being pulled by what I thought I should do. And oh, man, one of those stories where you're like, okay, the pain is so high, I'm never going to forget this. I remember I was, this is a long time ago, I was working with a client who was, um, we were very, very different in terms of chemistry with each other. And I got invited to a dinner party, but way in advance, way in advance. And I felt like I should say yes. And typically at that time, especially, I wasn't spending personal time with my clients because so much of my life was dominated by client time. I needed more personal time. But I felt like I should go. I noticed um, I was feeling kind of like my aunt. She pointed it out to me. She said, Sunday, it's like you're managing her emotions, right? I was worried to disappoint her if I said no. I was doing all kinds of stuff that was not in my business. <laughs> so I said yes. And it was way out in the future. In, in Switzerland, we, you know, people plan way, 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 way out in the future, even months. And I had said yes, even though I wanted to say no. Well, here's how life delivered a blow to me. On that evening where I went just for a simple dinner, nothing fancy um, to, with this person, my best friend opened in an, uh, uh, with her band in an open air concert. So it was this gorgeous summer night. There I was in my, you know, mid to mid 20s. Instead of being at an open-air concert with my friends watching my best friend open the concert in this crazy city with amazing musicians, I was eating on a balcony of someone that I barely knew. And I thought, there you go. That's what I get for operating from a place of should and not want. Okay, and this is where I learned how to be better. No, I didn't learn it all in one go. This is an ongoing learning. But this is where I started to be more mindful about my boundaries, right? And what I have come to call it is paying attention to your yeses. Are they dirty yes or a clean yes? And in that situation, that was a dirty yes. A dirty yes is a yes when you really want to say no. You know what? I don't want to get a dirty yes from anybody, right? Like if you, do you want to do it? If you do, great, let's go for it. If you don't, that's okay. I might be disappointed, but way better than a dirty yes, right? So think about that. When you say yes to something, is it dirty or is it clean? Markers of a dirty yes is when you're doing it out of a place of should, when you're managing other people's emotions, when you're doing it and everything in your body says, I don't want to, but you're pretending like you do. Dirty yes, folks. A clean yes is where you say yes with your whole heart. Where you say, yes, maybe it's not convenient. Maybe it's not what you planned, but you know it's an alignment. 
and you can say yes, and the other person can feel it's a solid yes. That's a clean yes. Okay, so think about it. The next time you have to give an answer to someone and they ask you to support, they ask you to help, they ask you to stay longer, is it a clean yes or a dirty yes? The same thing goes with a clean no and a dirty no. A clean no is when you say no and you know in its alignment with what matters for you and you stay in your own business. A dirty no is when you say no, but then you beat yourself up with shame and guilt afterwards. Okay, so also when you start practicing clean yeses and dirty yeses, it's equally important to practice clean no's and dirty no's. So one more time, clean yes is a yes that you can stand behind with your whole heart. Dirty yes is a yes when it's actually when you want to say no and you're doing it out of a place of should or obligation. Clean no is when you say no because you know it's in alignment with your priorities and what you need to do. And a dirty no is when you say no, but then you feel shameful or guilty. Okay, so there you have it. That's a big step. Step two is around looking at your boundaries. And the way that you can do that is testing for clean or dirty yeses and noes. And once you do that, you communicate clearly, right? If so, Again, if I had to go back, if I could rewind all of those years and go back to that situation where I was asked to have dinner and when I, was, I gave a dirty yes, if I could go back, I would give a clean no. I would say, thank you so much for asking. It means a lot to me that you want to spend time outside of our client context um, to spend time together. I appreciate it. However, my schedule is really full, so I'm going to have to decline. Okay, clean no. Clear reason, no problem, move on, right? But that's the benefit of hindsight. I've been practicing that for years, and yes, I still have work to do, but that measure of a clean or dirty yes, I think, will help you quite far. Don't be the bitter, overworked PTA president or volunteer or employee or parent or spouse or whatever it is. Instead, be the dedicated individual who only gives a clean yes, who sets boundaries that feel good and are clear in your communication. Remember, I'm talking to you as a parent, as a friend, as an entrepreneur, as an employee, or as a volunteer, anyone who is in service of others. You deserve to be giving with your whole self, but not give so much that you lose yourself. Now, today's episode, episode 84, is a part of our four-part series focusing on connection, getting unstuck, purpose, and direction. If this resonates with you, go back to episodes 74 to 77, where we talk about reconnecting with yourself and others, episodes 78 to 81 on how to get unstuck. And we started in episode 82, focusing on purpose. And today invites you to be purposeful 
in how you spend your time and energy. And I promise you more is coming in the episodes to come. Also, I've got a couple free gifts for you. Don't miss the free training coming up called Death to the Term Trailing Spouse, How to Go from Trailing Spouse to Trailblazing Spouse. You can find the link on how to register in the show notes or on the blog, right where you can find my free gift for today's episode, episode 84, where you will have a guide on how to determine your clean and dirty yeses, set boundaries, and the like, so you can stop being the bitter PTA president. <laughs> You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to leave you with a quote from a mother's resource group on Facebook around boundaries. They say, Generous people set boundaries. If you don't set boundaries, you are giving yourself away. With boundaries, you only give what you want, which means you can afford to be generous to more people over a longer period of time. 